1: The F1 driver market next year is looking totally mad, so... You want to play a game? It's a game that I like to call stay, switch, split, or slide. Because a total of 15 drivers are up for moving around and rejigging in the F1 driver market. Mercedes and McLaren aren't really playing along. They're no fun. They've kept their lineup exactly the same. And then, of course, Max Verstappen, he ain't going anywhere. And before you say anything, this is not my full-on 2025 driver prediction. I'm going to wait a while until I give you my one that I'm going to die on the hill of when we get to the end of the season and see how wrong I am. So if you want to find out when I drop that video, do be sure to subscribe down below and just uh, get yourself ready for the chicanery. I don't really need to explain the rules because it's quite obvious which drivers will stay, switch, split or slow. So we'll start off with the likes of Sergio Perez. His contract is up at the end of the year as is the case for pretty much everyone else on this list. But where do I think he will be in 2025? Will he decide to retire at the end of the year after having had enough of the Red Bull japery of being the second driver and him still thinking he could win the title next year even though we saw what happened with Max this year? Well, I think he will switch because there are quite a few drivers that will want his services and he should be somewhat aware about his future within Formula One should he remain to stay in the sport. I feel like there are three teams that could employ him in terms of his services. The first one could be the likes of Williams. Whatever happens with Logan Sargent this year, they might want an experienced pair of hands because their two Formula Two charges this year are just stepping into that division and category. Would they want to make the same mistake they did with Logan with Colopinto or O'Sullivan by bringing them in a year too early? Give them two years in F2. So maybe bring in an experienced pair of hands if Logan doesn't cut the mustard and Checo could be a decent solution for that team. As for Aston Martin, a return to the team where he was once booted out by Papa Stroll to make way for Sebastian Vettel, or sorry, Vettel. Checo's employment alongside Fernando Alonso could be a really good means of being a very mature team that is taken very, very seriously and be a viable contender in terms of wins and podiums and consistent finishes and being somewhat right up there with P3. Who knows? He might have a second coming because he is still very popular with that team. And then, of course, there's the third option. He goes down to Racing Bulls. He swaps with Daniel Ricciardo in that he gets somewhat of a little bit of a parachute. He goes down to the junior team being the experienced driver to teach any Red Bull rookie because either Yuki Tsunoda leaves or he partners up with Perez or he's partnering up with Lawson to show him a thing or two. Because the new model for the Racing Bulls team is to have one experienced driver and one rookie, which is pretty much what most of the drivers and teams tend to do anyway. So it's not exactly anything special which would make me worry if I were a Red Bull Junior driver, I'd be waiting around a long time to get a seat at this point. Then we got the two Ferrari drivers in Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc. As for Charles... Is it really obvious? Of course he's going to stay. That team Ferrari right now is building itself around the Monegasque driver. Scuderia is doing everything possible to make Charles Leclerc stay. He has become the poster child of that team since he arrived in 2019. He had those two wins in his first year and From there, he's just been going on the up and up in terms of the reputation he has with the Tifosi. Even though Ferrari have had some very rough seasons in the last few years, Charles Leclerc has stuck with them. He hasn't broken up the contract early, and they are paying him handsomely for his loyalty. But they are also aware that he could leave because he is still in the prime of his career, and many teams might want him. But the thing is, though, is that I think... they've got him where they want him because Charles Leclerc is synonymous with Ferrari now. So him going anywhere else would be a little bit of a weird combination. It just wouldn't feel right. You know, Charles Leclerc is Ferrari and Ferrari right now is Charles Leclerc. And then bringing in Fred Vasseur, who has worked with Charles in the past and somebody that Charles respects is a very clear indication that Charles ain't going anywhere. And the rumors about a two plus three option of him having two years more at Ferrari definitely and then an option for another three based on performance clauses, as is rumored, might be the more logical solution. As for Carlos Sainz, this one's a little bit vague because Carlos Sainz is a very interesting candidate for other teams a little bit lower down the grid because he has proven himself to be a very capable driver in terms of an all rounder. Yes, he's not as immensely talented as Charles Leclerc when he's on a good day, but he is a more complete driver. He is a guy who is not afraid to make bold strategy calls, which is something that Charles Leclerc has learned, as we saw in Abu Dhabi. And he's just the guy that brings in the results quite reliably and solidly. He has definitely stepped up from the days where he made loads and loads of mistakes, and he's risen up to being a genuine front-running driver that many teams would want. If it were up to me, I would put Carlos Sainz alongside Nico Hülkenberg at the new Audi team for 2025, get them bedded in, get them used to the entire workings of Hinville, and then get ready for when Audi takes over that team completely. But I ain't a F1 driver recruiter. I personally think that, realistically, Carlos will stay at Ferrari for maybe two more years there are rumors that Ferrari just want him for one more year just to see what's going on with the driver market but I feel like realistically Carlos has got it for another two years just see how they do with Ferrari but I don't think he will get an extension after that then we come to the likes of the Alpines and I feel like one of them is going to go and I think you know which one I'm going to talk about I reckon it's going to be Esteban Ocon, because I don't really feel like he has stepped up and kicked on since he got his first victory at the Hungara Ring in 2021. From there, he hasn't really become a much more complete driver. He just seems like a driver who is quite keen to prove himself and not much else. He doesn't really seem to have it to back it up most of the time. Sometimes, though, he does have his moments and credit where credit is due. The likes of Vegas where he got that P4 and his somewhat impressive qualifying to get P3 in Monaco this year are things that are to take note of. But the thing is, though, and this might be his undoing is that his attitude problem is something that might be a cause for concern with the new investors of Alpine, and especially a team who has been losing staff left, right and centre, and trying to find itself some equilibrium, and to make sure there's no longer any division between the French and English units, which has become immensely apparent. This division is no longer required, and you don't need any upsetting forces. So even though Esteban Ocon hasn't been a terrible driver, in fact, he's actually shown some somewhat competent results against the likes of Daniel Ricci- and Fernando Alonso not exactly electric but somewhat decent but when it comes to Pierre Gasly who's been a really calmer force even though he has had some flare-ups of course he has been able to build that team around him he's not rattled any cages and he's embedded himself very quickly after just one year he has shown exactly what he showed at Alpha AlphaTauri in steadying that ship and providing some really stable experience for Yuki Tsunoda when he joined the sport they would be really foolish to get rid of him now unless Gasly got the call up from somewhere else, probably the likes of Ferrari. If he got that call up, then yeah, he might go. But for right now, I feel like it will be Pierre will be the one that will be staying. And then Ocon will switch to another team. Which team do I think? Well, it would have to be a team that would be able to put up with his aggressive war mode like mentality. Those who have a chip on their shoulder, drivers, experienced, quite emblazoned with anger and aggression and i feel that that team could very well be Haas. he might actually find himself right at home at that team a team that is capable of dealing with veterans who have very very big attitudes and are very much well known for being quite argy-bargy kevin magnuson and romain grosjean for example that's why they were there for so long because they just fit Hass's mentality and brand and he might actually succeed So long as Haas get their act together and have proper upgrade paths, which hopefully with a collaboration with Ferrari, he might be able to do that. And also Esteban Ocon could be the experienced driver who I think possibly will be partnering up with Oli Behrman for 2025, provided he does well in 2024 for F2 that could be an interesting dynamic. The next driver I'm going to talk about is one I definitely think will split from Formula One, and it will be Guan Yu. I've got nothing against the guy, and his story of getting into Formula One is a very valiant one and a very noble one. But I don't realistically think he will be part of the Audi story. I feel that Audi's attitude for drivers are drivers that are fairly experienced, are very uncomplicated, and have experience in leading a team to some extent. Oh yeah, and ideally if you're German, That's why I think Nico Hulkenberg might be somewhat suitable there. And Valtteri Bottas, I don't really know about that guy, but I'll talk about him in a moment. But for Joe, I feel like he's been okay. He's not been a terrible driver. He's provided some very decent stability financially and morally for the Sauber team. Or should I say stake F1 team? You're not quite sure what their brand identity is at the moment. The only saving grace will probably be their livery will be really cool lime green and black. But... As for Joe himself, I just don't feel like he has done enough to be able to justify another season unless he doesn't make any mistakes. He's able to score some more points, outscore botass, and just be able to prove himself. But at the same time, that team has to give him the car enabled to do that. This isn't a one way street. The situation It's not all Joe's fault. Alfa Romeo and Salba have been anonymous completely but I don't think that Audi will be really thinking of Joe as a long-term solution, or even the driver to be leading the team in their first season of full-on competitive action in Formula 1. And Bottas is another guy I think will probably split as well. I'm glad that he's happy and that he's managed to find some contentment in Formula 1. He's no longer the wingman to Lewis Hamilton. He's got his own identity. But I think he's just chilled out far too much. He doesn't really seem exciting anymore. He just seems to be just chilling out, doing what he can, but again, it's up to Alfa Romeo and Sauber to give him the car and able to do what he can. Because when he did have that car at the beginning of 2022, he was putting in some mighty performances and carrying on his Q3 winning streak into the time when he was at Alfa Romeo. His time in Bahrain at the beginning of 2022 was electric. And we were all hoping, yes, this is going to be the Valtteri that we were all hoping for. The Valtteri that we saw at Williams. But... No, we didn't get that. And in 2023, moments when he had been able to qualify fairly well, he fell down to the back and then had some very uh, scrappy situations, much like his teammates as well. So I feel like both of those drivers may not see out 2025 as Audi start to exert some more influence and being able to put in the drivers that they might want. So I'm sorry, but I don't really see them both being in Formula One anymore. Valtteri will retire and go on to have a happy future to his life. And then Joe, I think probably will just end up somewhere else, but I'm not quite sure yet. That's why I think he'll just probably split. In terms of the Aston Martin boys, this is very complicated because Fernando Alonso, of course he's going to stay. Aston Martin adore him. He's been part of their rise to the top. And I think so long as Fernando Alonso wants to stay in Formula One and he's happy where he is, because he's quite aware that this will be the last team that he competes for in Formula One. And thankfully he picked the right team at the right time. He'll stay there as long as he wants. Mike Crack, And Papa Stroll will just let him stay there for as long as he wants to be at the team and in Formula One. Same goes for Lance Stroll. But I feel like this might be an opportunity for him to slide into another team. Most notably, the World Endurance Campaign for Hypercars in 2025. Now, a lot of people have been saying, but wait a minute, Lance Stroll has been doing really well at the end point of the season. Yes, that's very true. But, and this is something that Fernando Alonso has pointed out, the... Whole situation regarding the calendar, the amount of races that the drivers are competing in, now we're getting to 24, might be a very big deciding factor in his future in Formula 1 and whether he wants to stay in it. Same goes for Lance as well. Clearly, this amount of races is something that he might not be able to cope with as much. And maybe going to the likes of World Endurance might be a world of discovery for him. There are far less races going on. There's a lot of camaraderie with teammates because he will be in a crew of three or maybe more. It's much more co-op. Everyone's leaning on each other. He'll have a lot more support. And this could be something where he thrives. And as we've seen with the likes of Marcus Ericsson, going to a completely different category of motorsport might be what he's been seeking. We saw that with Antonio Giovanazzi. That might be quite good for his health as well, because he has done Formula One, and he's not been the worst driver out there, but he's really not been able to really step up in the time he's been. Because remember, he's been in the sport for nearly seven years at this point. So maybe he just might need to try something else. Not tennis, though. Now, oh boy, the Haas boys. Oh, dear. Well, I've talked about Nico Hulkenberg briefly, and I reckon that he is definitely going to switch to a different team, most notably Sauber, because according to many rumors, Sauber really wanted him for 2024, but they couldn't get him because Haas took up the option because it was a one plus one sort of deal. Fair enough that's what contracts are for. But I feel like Nico's vocalness about the situation with Hat and they really don't seem to know about how to upgrade a car, even though they are working on it, it's something that is a really big factor in him staying with that team for the foreseeable future. If they can't figure out what to do and provide a good upgrade path for 2024, then it'll just be more of the same. And I don't think Nico is really going to want to hang around to see what happens if they really can't figure things out. He's in his late 30s now. He might get one more team change and that's it. There will be other drivers to consider, and he will definitely have to retire for the second and last time. He might get that at Salba, and being part of the first lineup when it becomes Audi. Because Audi, they will want as much German hype as possible. And what better way to do it than to have a German driver, much like with Mercedes. They had two German drivers when they joined in 2010 and took over from Braun. Just saying, really does help if you've got a German driver for a German team, who's based in Switzerland mostly. Oh, well. And as for the other guy, Kevin Magnussen, I'm sorry, I think it's just gonna be splitting. It just seems a bit aimless at the moment, and I feel like he is very much suffering from the idea that Haas tends to favour one car over the other, as they have done for the last few seasons. It just doesn't really seem like he's been able to really discover himself with this brand new car, and he's been really... just aimless of course he has had some moments but for the most part in races I almost forget that he's there similar to the Alfa Romeo boys he just seems to be languishing at the back and he scored far less points than the likes of Nico Hülkenberg maybe his destiny might be somewhere else he might decide to retire for good or go back to American sports car racing like he was with IMSA. he seemed to do fairly okay there maybe he might want to go back and do that but I don't really see Kevin staying in F1 for much longer if he continues a situation like he did in 2023 when he just seemed a little bit lost almost. Now, when it comes to the Alpha AlphaTauri boys, this is something I really want to see. This is the head to head battle that I talked about the other day. What I'm really looking forward to seeing the results of because Yuki Tsunoda and Daniel Ricciardo, where do I think it's going to go? Well, right now, at this present time, before the 2024 season has started, I feel like the plan that Red Bull ideally want to have, and most notably Christian Horner, will be that Daniel Ricciardo does switch to Red Bull, and that Yuki Tsunoda stays at AlphaTauri, or whatever they want to call themselves, Racing Bulls at the moment, or whatever the entry list says. But one thing that's become very, very clear is that the situation regarding that second seat it's very much become the fact that this is Daniel Ricciardo's seat to lose and Yuki's to win. But I feel like Yuki, if he can continue his trend and hold his own against all of the different drivers that he was partnering up with for 2023, this could be the thing that might be able to keep him around for one more year, so long as Honda and Red Bull are still playing nice. And this might mean that he can have enough time to have a good exit strategy to maybe partner up at Aston Martin, providing who is going to remain at Aston, if Fernando decides to retire or Lance goes somewhere else, Yuki might be a good candidate. Even though Honda has promised not to exert too much pressure in terms of driver lineups at Aston Martin, it's something to consider. But right now, Yuki has very much stirred the pot when it comes to the decision of who's going to be partnering Max in 2025. But right now, I can't just say, yes, Yuki is going to be Max's teammate for the next season. No that is not quite there yet. It's very much obvious that Daniel Ricciardo is the PR dream that Christian Horner wants. He was the driver in 2018 that got away and something that Christian Horner is really kicking himself still to this day. And now he's got Daniel back, this is really, really good PR and public relations and good messaging after everyone's really weary of Red Bull winning all the time. What good way to get some redemption amongst the major populace who aren't Red Bull fans by bringing Daniel Ricciardo back in again? That'll make things... A little bit easier to swallow in terms of Red Bull domination, if it continues into 2025, because people will be seeing Daniel back on the podium again, getting a cheeky win or two. And then Red Bull's domination won't feel so bad because Daniel's winning again and he's doing really well. Good for him. And yeah, I mean, it's quite obvious what they're doing here, but... The situation isn't as clear cut as it was when Daniel Ricciardo got the job next to Yuki. That's something I'm really, really keen to see play out. Then we got the likes of Williams. Alex Albon, I don't really need to say much else. He, of course, he's going to stay. That team is made for him. And as I said in my video earlier this week, the importance of Alex Albon's place at Williams is tantamount. He is a feel-good story. Given out on loan to Williams just because it meant that he could be on the grid and Christian Horner wouldn't feel so bad about himself, he's been able to make himself his own man. He's gotten himself into the driver stock market at a very, very, very rate. People are going to be keeping an eye on him for a very long time about how he develops and how he changes Williams' situation. If he's able to do the goods and Williams become a decent midfield team again consistently and giving Alpine many, many headaches, a lot of other teams are going to be looking at Alex and thinking, we want a dependable driver next to our other guy. But the question is, though, would Alex want to be second fiddle to anyone else? I feel like after many years of being the big fish at Williams, it might be a little bit tricky. And who's to say that Williams may not be even better than those other drivers? But I don't really see anything in Alex's language and in interviews where he's looking anywhere else. He seems quite happy where he is. And I think that'll be the case for a long time. So long as Williams don't fall down next year. Now, Logan Sargent. Oh, this one's tough. Um, I think, I think he's going to probably slide into something else. Probably the likes of IndyCar, because I feel like having a couple of years in Formula One is really good preparation for the likes of IndyCar. And that could be really interesting. Having Logan Sargent around, he'll be in an American motorsport and he'll have learned a lot in terms of the international circuit and it might be really good for him. Like it was with Marcus Ericsson, he went on to win the Indy 500. Logan might end up being a pretty decent shout for an IndyCar team who's had international recognition at a time when IndyCar is gaining more and more fans across the world might be a sound investment. But then there's the fact that Logan Sargent has done enough to impress Williams and keep him around for a little bit longer. And they have a lot more integrity than was previously thought when they managed to rebuff, supposedly, the likes of Toto. And as long as he can actually score some more points finishes and get some consistent Q2 appearances, as well as a few more Q3 appearances, I feel like he might do enough to make himself stay for 2025 as well. But right now, it's a little bit vague and I could easily change this. But right now, I feel like I don't really see Logan for a third season, unless Williams stick to their guns and don't do what they did with Logan and rush him into the sport a year too soon. Much like with the F2 drivers of Colapinto and O'Sullivan. Those drivers are just coming into F2 and I imagine the Williams Driver Academy situation is to let them be in that sport for at least two seasons before making any decisions about their future because their super license points aren't going to go away anytime soon if they end up in the top five or even the top three. And then, of course, there's Kimi Antonelli to discover and consider, because if he gets into the top three or wins the championship on his first go, I think Toto will be even more aggressive about getting him into the sport. He'll be getting on his knees to James going, James, I absolutely have to beg you, you have to put Kimi in the car. He's the F2 champion for pumpernickel's sake. That'll be a very big acid test for James's integrity there. But if that's not the case, then maybe a third season for Logan it is, until... One of the two Williams Academy drivers in F2 is able to provide some good consistent results that provide the data that James needs for whoever's going to be partnering up with Alex. So as you can tell, there are a lot of variables going around with Logan Sargent, but so long as he's able to improve from the year prior and not get as many accidents in his pocket, then he might get a third season. But I can easily see IndyCar being his future as well. There's a lot of unknowns here and there's a lot of of mystery. But like I said with Alex, there is no mystery with that guy at all. And I feel like his future in Formula One is assured.